you are listening to the number one real estate podcast in the world where we talk with real estate professionals all across North America, but their wins, losses, lessons, stories help you win in your local market today. My name is Cody from Sheridan Street. I'm sitting next to Vikram Diol, my co-host of the Argent Podcast. How you doing, my friend? For those that are listening back to the iTunes or Spotify, like I just slapped Vikram's knee and he got like really uncomfortable there for a second. So that I was a little, was I got a little aroused. I okay. didn't slap my knee. You were like rubbing my inner thigh, like <laughs> gripping it with like dear daddy love. I was, I mean, that's exciting. It was exciting. How come you didn't give my company name, Cody? The Real Estate Sales Academy. Yeah, that's, that's, see, you guys see what I deal with here? Like, <laughs> It's all about Cody here. It's not all about Cody. That, those are those are blatant lies <laughs> from the pit of hell. How, how, so, so Cody had a fun night last night. He had a little date. Yeah, what was your date? Well, you know, I'm in Columbia. I'm enjoying life. Like, yes, things are good. How are you though? How was your date? Well, I had a date with the toilet. I had okay. um, I had explosive diarrhea at two o'clock okay. in the morning. That's, that's a that's a very very important information to. Look, if we're, if we're going to be real with each other and yeah. uh, we're going to be real with our audience, they need to know that they can trust us, they that we're going to always give yeah. them the truth. The no like and trust factor. Yeah. You know, they might, might not like you, but they trust you. There might be a pair of boxers that need to yeah. get thrown away. We'll find out after the watch. Right. So that's what we're at right that's now. new information. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have a very special guest with us today. And uh, this was one of the weirdest intros that I think we ever had. But we have Suzanne. Davood. Ooh, good job. I, I think I know that. I know. I feel, I feel very accomplished already today. Like I'm, I'm super <laughs> excited that I was able to do that. I don't know how to pronounce your name in Spanish. Maybe you can explain to us how to, you know, how to say it in Spanish. Susana. Or is that the same thing? Susana? Is it, Susana. Is it the same? Susana? Susana. Okay. Yeah, I think that's well, word. Suzanne, why don't you give us a high level overview on who the heck you are, where you are in the world, and uh, let us know like what you're up to. How long have you been in real estate? We kind of want to know all the things about you. All the things. Right. All the things. All, well, all I have a labor of dimensions. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to fit all of this in five minutes, but I'll do my best. So uh, <laughs> um, I used to be in healthcare. And um, um, after my mom's sickness, I decided to change the total path and get into real estate and follow my passion. So I started my journey about 12 years ago. With different companies, I've been going from one company to another, trying to get as much as experience as I can. And um, I landed in Cold Banker, and I absolutely love my office. I'm in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and there is a town called Newton, Massachusetts. Um, and I've been practicing there for the past 12 years, and I absolutely love what I'm doing. I find a lot of passion, a lot of excitement. And I recently started growing my team. I have a four um, team of four. And growing. So that's little in a nutshell. So you got into real estate 12 years ago. Mm. Uh, and what what's the reason for growing a team? Uh, one of the most important things, because I love to teach. I love to um, educate. And um, as I mentioned before, most of my team members, uh, they don't have a real estate background. They've been in sales, but not in real estate. And I love coaching. And um, that's one of the reasons. And I believe in the power of uh, residual income. So uh, being able to have a different avenues and expand the team. Um, so, yeah. And uh, finding, I, I started with um, Massachusetts and I have my California license and I also have my main license. So I would like to go in different um, um, areas in the United States. 
that's another reason. <laughs> so I have a question. When you started, when you thought about starting a team, um, who was your first hire? My first hire was Christine. Um, she did only a couple of rentals prior to me, five years prior to that. And when she joined my team, her first year, she did a little over 120000 in GCI. Oh, wow. So, um, she she doesn't have a, a real estate background either. And um, I love coaching, teaching, and growing. What's the, I guess, like, what's your ideology or your thought process behind hiring people that aren't necessarily, uh, like, they have sales background, but aren't necessarily it have real estate uh, specific background? Like, what are... Like, like, what is your philosophy around that? And then, like, you know, what are the, some of the things that you take them through in order to, like, develop them? Like, what is the, like, what is, do you think good coaching looks like as a team lead? So one of the reasons I hire them is I, I look for people with a big why. There must be a reason why they want to do it. And, and commission is not the reason. They should be a, a lot more than earning a commission. That's number one. Number two, the reason I hire I would say like newbie, it's it's a lot easier to teach them and, and to set that foundation to practice because there is, I believe in, especially in real estate, there is a lot of shiny things out there, right? Everybody wants to teach you, everybody wants to sell you a new lead generation system and so on and so forth. But I think you need to stick to the main thing to the main thing. And the main thing is do the lead generation to the most authentic way. And I believe that that's the best way to grow your business. And it's a lot easier to teach that to a newbie. How to what do, do you that. think? Yeah. Like, so with your, like, what do you think has been like your biggest mistake you've made that maybe somebody else listening as a team lead that wants to grow a team? Because I think that right now in this space, like, there's a lot of teams dissolving. Like Vic and I have had this, a lot of these conversations. A lot of people are not in expanse mode right now. They're in like, how do I produce income for myself? And like, I have talked with so many real estate team leads that are like, just trying to focus on like their teams not producing at a high rate. So like, what are some mistakes that you made early on when you brought on those first like couple people that you could kind of help steer other people that want to build teams away from? Like, what are some of the things that you did or some of the mistakes you made along the way? One of the mistakes that I did in the very beginning, thinking that I can do everything on my own and not dedicating to different team members or number one, like I did, I used to do all my paperwork. I used to do everything on my own. And I think in order to, for you to grow, you need to, to be focused and, and you need to follow a system and I think following this system is the main thing because um, like like when you start in a big company, like for instance, in Coldwell Banker, you have everyone giving you a different opinion, different path that they've been on and they think that works best for them. And, and, and really getting the most accurate information and emerging yourself in the education to know what is the main thing that you need to do. I think that was the biggest mistake that I did in the very beginning of my business. So- does your team structure, um, so you, it sounds like you have admin staff now or, okay. And is your admin local or virtual? Virtual. Okay. So I think this is an interesting question because I talk to a lot of people who would love to hire somebody virtually because you get really, I mean, we're here in Columbia, um, Cody's majority of Cody's team's virtual. How, what was the transition of thinking about I'm going to hire somebody locally to hire somebody overseas where you, you don't get to see what they're doing. Like, how do you manage 
expectations? How do you manage them? How do you know that they're doing what they say they're going to do? Like, So I see the result. I see the result. Like I, I don't do any cold calling. I do mainly myself. So it's mainly the paperwork. Um, and so I see what they're, they're, they're not prospecting for you. They're doing, they're not prospecting for me. My team is prospecting. So my team and I, they are prospecting like one of my team members, Michael Cash, he used to be the manager of Ferragamo. Again, he has that sales background. He comes from luxury. He understands the luxury market and him and I, we do call an empty nesters because I believe this is the next big lead generation, empty nesters. So we have a database that we make daily call. Every day we dedicate three hours to make those calls to empty nesters. Um, I like to do that because I, believe it or not, talking about cold calling, I don't believe in in dialing. Like I, I take my time. I truly search every home before I make the call. I need to know who am I talking to, what they're doing, how long they have known them. Because I'd rather have one meaningful conversation than have a big net and see if something will stick, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to dive in deeper into that because that's a very interesting philosophy that you have around uh, business, like, you know, the depth versus the width. And I think that in the real estate industry, like something we are missing is the depth of relationship. And I was chatting, me and Vic were chatting about this this week about like changing even our language from you know, these leads and these prospects to like future clients. Like if we treated everyone like a future client and we rolled out a red carpet experience for every single person that we spoke with, we would all do more business. So I'm curious to know the script or the frameworks that you're using in order to have these conversations. So you're gathering the information, you are, um, you are calling this person, like what, like for somebody that is saying like, you know, I, I want to do that. I want to do the depth versus width, like how do they do that? Like what are the what are like what are some of your steps that you put together in a process that allow you to have meaningful conversations? I would say um, again, change your mindset from getting a lead, converting the lead into be able to be a good listener and a problem solver. So I think um, I'm a professional and I'm here to help them, assist them to take them from point A to point B. And this is what I'm doing. I'm not looking at basically that this is a sales call. And and I think, again, having a healthcare background, I never um, act as a salesperson. I'm here to listen and I'm able to deliver what their needs are. I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but when I got into the business, I did not count on my sphere of influence. Uh, most of my friends, I know that's a totally different thing. So uh, my sphere of influence they moved away from Massachusetts. Of course, being cold, they migrated to California or Arizona, so on and so forth. So right off bat, I knew two things. I wanted to break into the luxury and I wanted to hit expired listings because I'm here to solve the problem that they have. And um, so I started my business with with expired listings. And I think being able to listen, being able to know what went wrong and you're the problem solver, I think that's what the scripts is all about, asking open-ended questions. And and that's so important. And knowing what is it that they want, what happened, what went wrong, and make a recommendation. We are here just to make a recommendation. They can take it. They can use it. They can utilize the information and have a successful sell or not. And that's okay. And that's okay if they don't 
believe in what you're saying and that's okay. Next, there's somebody else that needs your help. Hey, it's Cody from Sheridan Street. I wanted to invite you to a free trial of our Sheridan Street appointment engine where we will send you three buyer and seller live transfers. If you go to sheridanstreet.io forward slash trial, that's S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N dot I-O forward slash trial, you will get instant access to a free trial of our appointment setting system. Let's hop back into the show. So here, here's what, I, what I'm hearing. Um, and I'm going to see if this is correct or not. When you meet somebody or when you're making a call, and here's what I think a lot of agents don't do well is you gather data, but you only have to gather that data once on the person. Because once it's in your CRM, then you just go back and when you're dialing, you can pull up the information. Correct. And then the second thing, so so when people hear, oh my God, she's spending five, 10 minutes every time making a call. No, you do it one time. And this is even something that you could have a virtual assistant scrub for you, right? So it's already in your CRM. So if you, it, you know, if you don't enjoy, like I wouldn't enjoy doing that, that would drive me crazy. So I would have somebody else scrub the data, put it into the CRM. And then when I'm making my calls, I would just have it populate, you know, like Cody and I were talking about how to automate some of the data we get from the podcast. Cause we do so many interviews. I was like, there's gotta be a better way. And Cody's a genius at that. And he, half an hour later, he figured it out. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So the one is, is that you can have other people do it or you can do it yourself. But two, you, you talked about being a conscious communicator. That's what I call it in my world. This is what I mm -hmm. teach to my clients to be a conscious communicator and being conscious means you're present. You're not looking at your cell phone. You're not paying attention to the people walking around you. You're not talking to your assistant. You're not talking to the other people in the office. You're glued to the screen. You're making your calls. You have your information. And when that person picks up the phone, you ex like you expect them to pick up the phone. And when they do, you're ready for the call. And when you're ready for the call, it allows you to actually listen to the prospect, which is probably the most important part of sales. True. True statement. And I think knowing the personality. So when you're talking, that's one of the things that I, I also teach to my team members. Again, wearing a different hat knowing the person that you're talking to, knowing their personality, matching their personality, finding commonality so you can break the ice and you can have valuable conversation with that person. I think that's what is so important. That's why I'm not on a dialer because on the dialer, I'm just a salesperson. I'm trying to break through. Somebody pick up the phone so I can have conversation with. And that doesn't, it doesn't work for me. It might work for a lot of agents. It doesn't work for me particularly. I'm uh, I'm really curious and I want to shift gears here into the clients that you serve. And the reason I'm curious is as we were kind of like preparing for the podcast, I saw that you spoke like five different languages. And uh, I recently spoke at a NARREP event about when we were there, like October of last year. I spoke at that NARREP event. I don't even know what country I'm in anymore. Okay. So sure, let's call Anyways, we'll call it October of last year. And one of the interesting stats that one of the lenders had told us was they're estimating that in the United States alone, over the next 20 years, 70% 70 of home buyers, first time home buyers, are going to be Spanish speaking. And you happen to speak Spanish and you happen to serve, like, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you serve multiple speaking, uh, multiple bilingual. Yeah. Yeah. I so, like, what, like, is, does, is that like a requirement for your entire team or do you find that like you 
are able to service more people because you're able to speak different languages? Should real estate team leads be making this a priority over the next 20 years? Like what, like what are some of your concepts and ideas around that? That's a good question. So for me to team up, it wasn't based on the languages that they speak. Although one of my team members speaks Mandarin. So it does help. Absolutely it does. Uh, but I think speaking different languages, the number one thing that has served me to be able to connect with different cultures. And um, again, like when you're selling an expired listing, also it helps a lot. Every Everybody's needs is so different. And we all are talking about what the way we've been brought up, right? So different cultures and, and different beliefs and so on and so forth. Again, being able to connect to people and that's what it has served me to connect to people, to understand them better. And um, yeah, definitely, it's it's uh, it's, it's definitely is useful to be able, especially if you if you live in a cities that there are a lot of high tech companies. It absolutely serves with relocation, right? Speaking different languages. So we are in a market where there's a lot of people that say the leads have dried up, the market has dried up, the buyers have dried up, the sellers have dried up, and I don't. I don't get that same tone from your, we, we haven't talked about it, but I don't get the same vibe that your business is dried up. It might've shifted and changed in the last 24 months. Um, and you might be doing some things differently, but you know, you have a very unique, you have a unique u- skill. You have a team that is somewhat unique um, in the, the way you train them and educate them and lead them and all the things that you're doing. What are you seeing in the marketplace? Like, what are you seeing with your team that's allowing you guys to win? Because we're talking to people that are dissolving teams and you at the beginning of the call said, I am growing, I, I'm foreign growing. So what is, what are you seeing and what are you doing that is allowing you to have this growth trajectory, whereas a lot of teams are are contracting? So I think one of the most important thing is with the shifting market. So I started 12 years ago and I already seen three different markets. And I think the most important is to be continuously student, to learn and, and to sharpen your skills and to become better with every shifting market. Like the way we were pricing properties before, even like three months ago, it's totally different than the way you're pricing, right? To be able to shift with the market. It's like a fine dance, right? To be able to do the dance. And um, as far as like the lead generation, and again, like I mentioned earlier, they are downsizers, empty nesters are, are, are the big thing now. And also um, investment properties, people with multiple investment properties. So um, one of the databases that I use, and again, this is for a lot of new, um, even skills or new agents, if you don't have tons of money to pour into lead generation, there's something called uh, Remind. It's on MLS. I don't know if you guys heard of it, Remind. Every MLS has that. In my particular market, in Massachusetts, we have to pay $199, but pretty much in like 40-some states, it's free. And you can find empty nesters, you can find expired listings, you can find tons of information there. And they scrap it toward the, like if it's expired listing, you can go back a year and he will give you the most accurate information. You can get their phone number, you can get their email address, and th- it, it's for free. Why not, why not utilize that MLS thing? Again, being a student, learning every time 
that there is a shifting market, there is a new stuff that has been added to MLS. Um, just know what's going on. As a real estate agent, just know, be aware of what's going on. Every morning you wake up, add one thing to your list. And Remind is one of them. Just, just to answer, I think you can, there are tons of information that they can get and it's for free. Why not? That's the way you can expand, right? By lead generating. Are you putting more effort into lead generate? Are, are you present on social media? Uh, I am and I'm not. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm that's one of the things I do. I am, I'm more on Instagram, but I'd like to grow more and I would like to do that's one of my do list to do more videos. And we okay. just recently hired a videographer that it's going to be following us doing more lifestyle videos and stuff so and so forth. Yeah. Cool. And then, uh, are you guys putting more effort in this year than you were last year? Are you making, I mean, three hours of calls times four or five people, that's 15 hours a day, that's 60 hours a week. That's more than the normal real estate agent will do in their whole four years of their career before they go get a job at McDonald's. Um, so are you, are you doing, did I say that out loud? Oh my God. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm not. A well, that's a good thing about the shifting market, right? Uh, it clean, it that cleans, they... it, it cl it's like diarrhea of the marketplace. I know all about that. Um, it, are you guys putting in more effort for lead gen? Are you doing more open houses? Are you doing more door knocking, cold calls? Are you doing more so consistent that your momentum is staying the same? We are doing more. Market is shifting. We still have low inventory and we want to create the inventory. So I would say we are doing more. It's, it's really, um, last year, two years ago, uh, homes were selling faster, right? And, and there was more transaction happening. Now we still have low inventories. So yes, we are investing more time in making the calls, knowing what the niche is and knowing where we can get more leads. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I love that. I love the niche marketing because it's something that we talk about consistently, like going after niche market, understanding, creating depth, coming at them with a really great offer. Like we always, like, you know, me and Vic talk about this often, like no amount of marketing can fix a shitty offer. Like you can't get an eyeball on something if you're not like willing to actually listen to them and get an, a good offer out in front of them. So I'm really fascinated by your business. And I just like, Suzanne, I just really appreciate more than anything your time today. If somebody were to want to reach out to you and maybe it's an agent to agent referral that they, you know, they want to chat with you specifically about your market where is kind of the best place that we can send them so that they can have that conversation with you? Email, text, phone, social media, name it. Is that what you were asking? You're everywhere. Yeah. What What would be the best way for them? What would What would be the easiest way for you? Yeah. Um. Because you know there could be tens of millions and billions of people listening to this because we are the number one. <laughs> um. So where 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 would where where should they where should they go? Would Instagram be the best place? Sure, Instagram or my website. Yep. I would and like what is it? Even when people come to Instagram or any social media, I think at the end I'd like to have them in my website. That's where all the activity is. So yeah. Suzanne.com. Easy. 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 Super simple. Suzanne, I want to say thank you more than anything for tuning for uh joining us today. And I want to say thank you for tuning into another episode of the RE Agent Podcast. <laughs> the number one real estate podcast thank in the world. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the RE Agent Podcast, the number one real estate podcast in the world. 
If you could do us a quick favor, we don't monetize this. All we ask is that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It helps us reach more real estate agents with great information on how they can win in their local market today. If you go over to iTunes, leave us a quick review, write up something quickly that would mean the world to Vikram and I. Let's hop into the show.